What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of The Sports Kingdom. I'm your host, Eric, the Duke of Sports, Sklar. I'm joined by my co-host, Tyler Pacholke. What's going on, Tyler? What's happening? Hey, what's up, man? Let's do this. So uh, coming up a bit later in the show, we are going to talk about the NBA and Commissioner Adam Silver and what he had to say on potentially changing the playoff format for the NBA. We're also going to talk about the Dodgers advancing to the National League Championship Series as they swept the Arizona Diamondbacks last night. But first, we have to get to what happened on the gridiron on Sunday as Tyler's Seattle Seahawks beat my Los Angeles Rams. And Tyler was at the game. Uh, what was it like for you, Tyler? Yeah, buddy, it was awesome. I mean, it was a great experience. It was, uh, you know, there was a mixture of football, drinking, sun, L.A., you know, it's all good. What could be better? What could be better? No, that stadium is amazing. It's massive. It's, it's Yeah. It was awesome. It was my first time there, so it was a lot of fun. It fit. It fits like 90,000 people, but yep. I, think, I'm, I think the attendance was probably somewhere in the 60. Thousands. Yeah. yeah, unfortunately, it just doesn't. The, I mean, it took a big dent out, but it, it didn't look nearly full. And it was insane how many Seahawks fans were there. I was pretty happy was to a see a ton, ton of Seahawks fans. I mean, it was probably 50 50, but it felt like it was the majority Seahawks see, fans. See, 50 50 is not good. Yeah, no, it's, no, it's not. 50 50 is not good for, yeah, for a need, home team. Yeah, LA is definitely. They need to keep. They need to get a good football team for LA to you know people to be interested. The, the Rams were looking that way up until they played the Seahawks. Yeah, I mean, the, and they're still like the second highest scoring team in the NFL, which is perfect for LA. You know, to have a team scoring a bunch of points. That's what that's what they need. Um, so I think they'll be all right. That was a that was a pretty ugly game. That game oh, yeah. could have went either way. I mean, uh, five turnovers for the Rams. Uh, that yeah. fumble by Gurley. Which, yeah, that was a that was a big start. That's like the first play I can remember from. Of the course, game. of course, I think he was out of bounds first, but yeah, it, that, that was a close one. I mean, I was at the stadium, so I wasn't really like staring at. I didn't yeah. get the great replay view. I was just kind of yeah. waiting for it. But. And then the the two muffed muffed punts by uh, Tavon Austin. Tavon, yeah, he had a weird game because he, he definitely came back as far as like his role in the offense, but he muffed those two punts. He looked so good against the Cowboys in the running game. Yeah, he's, and even even in the return game, and then he muffs the two punts, and it's yeah. like a completely different person was out there. Yeah, he's a great player with the ball in his hands, but he's got to he's got to catch the ball first. Good good news for Rams fans. I read a report earlier today that uh, it's either going to be Cooper Cup or Farrell Cooper returning punts and kicks from now on. So there we don't we have to worry about Tavon Austin anymore. Let's get Cooper Cup in there. He needs some he needs some Dude, easy victories. Cooper Cup should hold his head high. He did everything he could. Yeah, he could have laid out a little bit more for yeah. that catch and should have made the catch because it hit his hands, and everybody yeah. knows if it hits your it's hands, tough. you got to catch it. Yeah, tough. But that would have been mean, a great play if he would have made the play. Yeah, and I, I, credit, I credit Jared Goff a lot. He had probably one of – probably his worst offensive game this season. But on that last drive with like a minute something left, he stormed down the field and basically made it to the red zone. It, the, the Rams just couldn't get it done in the red zone. Yeah, no, I, I if I was a Rams fan, I'd be excited for the future, and I'm glad that they're doing well, and I'm here in L.A. to watch them because they're an exciting football team. They're gonna they're throwing up a bunch of points. they got a stacked offense. Their their receiving core is great. Yeah. Gurley's a beast. Goff is progressing well. Their defense has always been solid, so it's exciting to be a Rams fan. But 
they still caught the L this weekend. Of course, yeah. yeah. But no, it was a great time. It was awesome. I had a lot. Of so fun. what? What was at the stadium? Like what? What did you see? What, how was the tailgating? Oh, the tailgating was insane. I mean, there was just it was just like tour buses parked on the side of the road. A lot of people had like flat screens built into the side of there. Oh my goodness! Yeah, people was, going all out. Yeah, we saw uh, Sherman's family. We saw Mama Sherman and Sherman's brother. It was it was pretty sick. That's and then cool. uh, Coliseum just has so much history. I mean, the Olympic Games stuff was there. Yeah, you got all the Trojan, you know, stuff there. I mean, which is you know whatever, take it or leave it. Yeah, but, but the 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 Olympic stuff was cool, and just the size of that stadium. To think when you're watching a USC game on on tv and it's a hundred percent full compared to the hundred percent full of college kids like that oh, atmosphere is just gonna be a raucous crowd so yeah i i like the coliseum and i'm i'm excited to go back i'm definitely gonna try and catch another game this year okay cool cool moving about on one and oh in the rivalry just so we mark that oh just wait till we come up there to seattle <laughs> just wait good luck hopefully it doesn't rain on you guys well oh well you'll you'll freeze up you won't know what to do <laughs> these la kids yeah seriously so uh, moving on now, um, thank you for that. that oh, was, yeah, of course, got to add that in. Yeah. Um, Tyler, let's, let's take a look at your power rankings after week five in the NFL. Oh, man, it was kind of a weird one. Uh, a lot of wins in the top ten, um, but it's pretty much – it didn't get shaken up too much. Uh, coming, in at number, coming in at number ten, I got the same team I had at ten last week. I, now, many people probably have Carolina higher, but I got Carolina at number ten, four and one. Even though they beat Detroit, I still am just not too sold on the Panthers. Cam's looking good, but I still like Detroit over Carolina, and and that leads me into Carolina at number nine. Taking you mean, a, you mean Detroit at number nine? Or Detroit at number nine? Yeah, taking a close loss to Carolina, that's tough. But I still I still believe in the Lions. That one win was was uh, or that one lo- their first loss was really tough. This this loss was equally as probably not equally as tough but it was also tough so i got detroit at number nine um first week in the top 10 back at it seahawks number eight yeah uh they're looking good they're i'm hoping that their offense can keep progressing keep you know their offense did their offense did look a little bit better yeah i like that we got jimmy graham involved that's definitely always good anytime we can get him involved and then uh, McKissick is an exciting guy. He's not on the field a ton, but he's been. I notice him a lot in the passing downs. Um, yeah, I think their offense—they're just kind of put it together, and the defense is ready to roll. So, um, yeah, I, I mean, got I got yeah, Seattle at number eight. The the I mean the defense that secondary won the game. Yeah, that secondary won the game for yeah, for them. Yeah, absolutely. Um, coming at number seven, I got Pittsburgh. They lost a bad one. How do you have Pittsburgh still in your power rankings? Hey, they're just – they're Pittsburgh, man. They're too stacked. They got a bunch of vets. I don't think this is anything – I'm kind of judging this as where I see people ending, and I know Pittsburgh's going to be in the playoffs. I just – I know it. It's just very hard for me to look at the Steelers the same way after seeing Big Ben throw five picks. I've, ne- I've never seen Ben – Ben Roethlisberger throw five picks. Ben must have been partying the night before. But when you have receivers like Antonio Brown, Martavius Bryant. Then you start forcing it, getting a little cocky back there. But, no, it was was a horrible game for him. Everybody – 
everybody, even him, I think, even said at the end of last season that this year might be his last season. And yet that game on Sunday really showed me, okay, this really might be Roethlisberger's last season. Yeah, he, lo- uh, he looked old. He, he looked old back there. I, don't, I definitely I can't buy his last season. I got I got too much love for Big Ben. I yeah, I mean, I hope right. not. I, I hope he comes back and has a stellar game this I think week. He but. might be a little complacent. And honestly, I think this, this loss more is a show of how good Jacksonville really is. It was I, I almost had them in the top ten again for the second time this year, but they they just weren't quite in it. But Jacksonville is a good team. They got a good defense. They got a good defense, and Leonard Fournette can run. Yeah, he's a beast. So. He's going to be a power to deal with. You know, for I didn't think a long time. I didn't think Jacksonville was going to win this game. They went out and they dominated. So I think this game more uh, showed you how good Jacksonville is. Whether the, rather than, you know, how bad Pittsburgh is. Because I yeah, think Pittsburgh's going to be fine. I think Big Ben's going to be fine. This is a bad game. He probably got comfy. He was out partying the night before. I'm almost positive. <laughs> so, we'll see. I think I think they'll come back next year. Or <laughs> come back next week and get a win. Um, at number six, this is this is a good one. I was, I was pumped. I'm glad that I put Philly in my top ten last week. They bump up to number six from number eight. Um, they looked legit. They're killing Doug, uh, Doug Peterson, their coach. He's a Ferndale grad, Washington kid. So oh. yeah, he's got, he's got him rolling. Uh, Carson Wentz is looking like a beast. I don't think they're overly talented. I just think they're playing really yeah, well just, right now. Everybody's all on the same page and they're just firing on all cylinders right now. I think it's, yeah, I think it's a good time for Philadelphia Eagles, uh, yeah. football. Yeah. And they could, they could potentially win this division now. And, and, uh, it looks like they're going to, and the NFC is pretty stacked right now and they're looking and, like right at the top of it. And Nelson Aguilar, former USC Trojan looked stellar as a receiver out there. He, he had three touchdowns in like his first two seasons. This is, I think, I believe this is yeah. his third year in the league. Yep. He already has three touchdowns on the season. Yeah. I was big on him coming out of college and then he disappointed me. So he's kind of climbing back up yeah. ladder right now, but he's looking all right. Philly's looking good right now. Um, so, yeah, I got him up at number six right now. Um, number five, they had a bye week last week, uh, the 3-1 and one Atlanta Falcons. Matty uh, Ice, baby. Yeah, not much to change there. Ex- extra uh, week for uh, Julio Jones and Mohamed Sanu to get healthy. Yep, yep, exactly. And they got uh, Atlanta's got an easy game, I think, coming up this week against Miami at home. So, yeah, um, I think they'll be looking at a 4-1 and one record. Uh, number four is another team that had a bye week last week, it's Denver Broncos. Um, they were five last week. They're four this week. Uh, yeah, same old story in Denver. Stellar D. Uh, we'll see. Um, Carries that team. Yeah, next week they're playing the Giants. So probably That's kind a of a w. gimme. The That's Giants kind of a gimme. are playing with replacement wide receivers at this point. Um, number three, I got uh, the Green Bay Packers coming up one from number four last year. Green Bay could easily be the number one team in the league right now. Uh, Aaron's just crushing, and he's carrying yeah. that team by his, on his back. I think right now he's number one uh, as far as MVP candidates. Him and Matt Stafford, probably. Yep, Stafford is uh, definitely another guy that I think is MVP caliber this year. I mean, even Kareem Hunt from the Chiefs. Yeah, Who Chiefs knows? are hunting still. Oh, yeah. They're crushing it. Uh, number two, got the same team I had last week as number two, the Patriots at three and two. Uh, no, that's pretty high up for a three and two team, but Patriots. It's the are, Patriots. Belichick and Brady know what they're doing. They're going to keep rolling. Uh, got a got a win, got a scary win uh, on Thursday night against Tampa Bay. Lucky yeah. that field goal kicker kept missing all those field goals. 
Um, and then at number one, same old, same old, uh, Kansas City Chiefs. They've been number one on my list all four weeks. They're 5-0. and oh. Uh, yeah. They beat they beat Houston, who I thought Houston was going to give them their first loss of the year. So did uh, I. Deshaun gave a gave a great effort, but um, came up short, and Kansas City remains number one. Okay, well there you have it. Let's run, let's run it back uh, one to ten. Yeah, uh, Kansas City one, New England two, Green Bay three, Denver four, Atlanta five, Philadelphia six, Pittsburgh seven, Seattle eight, Detroit nine, Carolina ten. All right, and that wraps up. Tyler's power rankings for the week uh, going into week six. Uh, now we'll move to my picks of the week for week six. Last week I went seven and seven, bringing my total to an even 23 and 23. Sticking at that 500 mark, I need to get, I need to get over the hump. Yeah, I've, I'm sitting at 27 and 19 for the year. Last week I went nine and five, so I still would like to be a little bit higher than that, but still earlier in the season. We could turn it around. Oh, yeah. So Thursday night, uh, Thursday night football, we got the Philadelphia Eagles traveling to Carolina to take on the Panthers. Both teams four and one, uh, but from everything I saw in Philadelphia on Sunday, I I got to go with the Eagles on this one. Yeah, me too. I think that's going to be a great game. Um, but yeah, I got Philly winning that one. All right, now moving into Sunday, uh, like you just mentioned, the Miami Dolphins two and two taking on the Atlanta Falcons 3 and 1 in Atlanta. I think that extra week for Julio Jones and Mohamed Sanu uh to get back healthy is definitely going to work in the Falcons favor and then they just have the more superior quarterback. Yep. Uh so I got I got to go with the Falcons on that one. Yeah, I think that's going to be an easy win for the Falcons. Although Miami's defense is playing really well, I think Atlanta's offense is too much. I picked Miami's defense up 20 minutes before game started on Sunday morning. Got me 22 points. Yep, that's Two good. fumble recoveries and a touchdown in the first half, that's baby. That's a solid pickup right there. Oh, yeah. And now we got uh, the 1-4 and four Chicago Bears traveling to Baltimore to take on the 3-2 and two Ravens. Uh, Bears coming off a loss on Monday Night Football, of course. But uh, Mitch Trubisky, he looked good. He's a strong, okay. strong player. Okay, Thro- Throwing his- late over the middle is a... Is something you do as a rookie or a young quarterback. Yeah. I I've, think he's got an amazing arm strength, and in college that would have worked, but he's working the kinks out. Yeah, and I'm not sure if I said this last week or not, but I think Trubisky's kind of in the same position Jared Goff was last year in high high draft pick, a uh, lot of uh, good stuff coming out yeah, uh, phys- after phys- college. Physical thrower. I mean, they're big, yeah. big strong guys. But um, he just doesn't have the team and the coaching around him. And that's really something Chicago's going to need to fix if if they want Trubisky to If they put a receiving core around Trubisky like Jared Goff has, we could see some some major steps. 100%. But uh, with Uh, all that being said, i got to go with the Ravens. Yeah, definitely. Uh, They're just just a better team. Uh, Now we got uh, the Cleveland Browns 0-5 taking on the Houston Texans, who are 2-3. Houston, obviously, J.J. Watt out for the season. And yeah, that's too bad. I think, I think another defensive player also got hurt in that game against the Chiefs and is going to miss some significant time. But the Texans, Deshaun Watson, yeah. Will Fuller, um, they got DeAndre offense. Hopkins. They got, yeah, they have the offense. They, they have an identity on offense now, so I think they're, they're going to be fine. Even though J.J. is a huge loss, they still got playmakers on that defense. Yeah, definitely. I mean, Jadavian Clowney's no slouch. No, no. Um, so I, I got the Cushing. Yeah, well, he's suspended. 
He, uh, he, <laughs> of course he is. He, he got suspended is. for uh, steroids. Yeah, Ten no, games. You're right. I forgot about that. That's funny. Um, but I, I got the Texans winning that game. They're, the Browns are just 0-5 and, 5 and yeah, can't, can't seem to even buy a win. Uh, now we got another uh, NFC North rivalry matchup. Uh, the Green Bay Packers taking on the Minnesota Vikings. Packers 4-1. and one. Minnesota Vikings are 3-2. and two. I got the Packers winning that game. Yep. I uh, think this is going to be game of the week. You think so? Yeah, I think so. I think Green Bay's banged up. Minnesota's got a good defense. And uh, divisional games, Green Bay's on the road. It's it's Yeah, everybody gets hyped for those These teams don't like games. each other. So no. I, think, I think this is actually going to be a really good game. And then, obviously, the Packers coming off that uh, comeback victory. I, I love the pack. The, the Cowboys gave Aaron Rodgers a minute, like 13, I believe, left to try and win the About game. About a minute and, too long. Yeah. No, when, when no time is, is enough time. Yeah. Or, he, yeah. Any time is enough time for yeah, – um, Rodgers Roger, doesn't need much. He don't, he don't need much to get it done. He's, he's so clutch. He's got the clutch factor for sure. And he just – he uh, – he controls the game. That's why he can, you know, yeah, make he's, shit he's a hell of a late. game manager. Uh, now we got the Detroit Lions three and two traveling down south to take on the New Orleans Saints two and two. I got the Lions winning that game. Obviously, the Saints just traded away Adrian Peterson. Yep, that experiment obviously did not work. Yep, I think that's down good. That New was Orleans. a good move. That, that was a good move for both parties involved. Yeah, definitely. Uh, but I got the Lions winning that game. Yeah, that's going to be a good game, but I got I got Detroit winning that game on the road as well. And then we got the New England Patriots, who are 3-2, and two, taking on, I can't believe I'm saying this, the 3-2 and two Jets. Shout uh, out Jermaine Kirsch for getting a tutty last another weekend. One. There we go. Um, game's going to be in New York, but I got the Patriots winning this game. I think they're yeah. just – Easy. They, yeah. It's, it's the Patriots-Jets. We yeah. all know how that goes. Oh, yeah. It could be a big win. Now we got the 0-5 San Francisco 49ers traveling to the East Coast to the nation's capital, taking on the Washington Redskins, who are 2-2. Two two. Ugh, this game. Yeah, this game's going to be awful. But I'm going to give D.C. the win because I never give them any props. So, yeah, I'm, I'm, I, I'm going with the Redskins on that one, too. Yeah. The Niners just don't look like an NFL football team this year. Yeah, I can't, I can't bet on the Niners right now in any, any regards. Yeah, definitely. Now the Los Angeles Rams traveling down to Florida. Uh, the Rams are three and two to take on the three and two Jacksonville Jaguars. This is going to be an awesome game. I think I think this game is going to be the game of the week. Yeah, we got uh, we got the we got one of the highest scoring offenses against one of the best young defenses. Um, and then you be... have you have the Rams defense lining up with Leonard Fournette and the yep. Jacksonville Jaguars running game. Yep. And then also we'll see what Bortles can do. We'll see what Bortles Bortles can do, and then you have the Rams receivers going up against that Jacksonville secondary, which is it's not something to mess around with this no, season. No, Jacksonville's defense overall is is playing just out of their minds. I mean, they're the the defense is why they're having so much success this year and why they could really, you know, take a big step forward this year and wins. Yeah. Um, I, I like this team. They're they're playing good. They're they're playing inspired football and uh the offense Leonard Fournette is a centerpiece, so they have something that they know they can go to and they can build around yeah, that. Yeah, remi- so. it reminds me of when the Jaguars had uh, Maurice Jones-Drew. Yeah, it, just feed that him was the rock. The, yeah, just give him the That's rock the and get plan. out of his way. And then you can and you can always build around those. You know, then it starts opening up the play action and the pass. Yeah, game because now teams are going to start preparing for that that run game. Even with Allen Robinson out, Allen Hearns is a pretty good receiver. They can throw him the rock and just. 
go yep. with it. Yeah, and when they're open, it makes it easy. 100%. So I think Jacksonville's winning this game. Uh, I got the Rams. I got to yeah. go. Uh, hey. Homer. Hey, the Rams could easily win this game. That's yeah, gonna be it, it's going to be a toss-up. It's going to be a great game to watch, and I'm, I'm really excited for it. Um, now we got the Tampa Bay Buccaneers traveling to Phoenix to play the Arizona Cardinals. Tampa Bay is coming in at 2-2. Two and two. The Cardinals coming in at 2-3. and three. I got the Cardinals winning this game. Yep, picking up uh, picking up AP. We'll yeah. see. We'll see. This game is uh, – I don't really know how to judge this game. I think Arizona is going to win at home. Uh, but Tampa Bay is a team that I kind of always undermined, and they're not playing – you know, I think they're playing all right. Uh, but Arizona's DBs, I think, are going to be the difference. Oh, and, 100%. Uh, I think they'll be able to lock up Tampa Bay's passing game. Even though Doug Martin's back and they have a more well-balanced offense right now, I still think they're going to rely on the passing game. I'm calling it right now. One of your favorite players in football, the Honey Badger, is going to get an interception for a touchdown this week. He does that. Honey Badger, he gets the honey. (laughs) Oh, yeah. But I also think uh, if I was the Tampa Bay Buccaneers defensive coordinator, I don't know who to prepare for. You got Now now the Cardinals have Adrian Peterson. They cut Chris Johnson. They cut Chris Johnson, but you also have Larry Fitzgerald out there. Yeah, and yeah, and they and they have and they have a committee of running backs. I mean, Adrian Peterson. We'll see how many touches he gets. Probably be I, he's ton. definitely going to get a lot more than he was getting in New Orleans. Yeah, though. in the next week or two, he's definitely going to get a lot more. They got a couple backs that'll you know mix it up this week, and they got a bunch of uh, they got a bunch of old stars on that team. Adrian Peterson, Palmer, Fitzgerald. Yeah, they're, it's uh, like a two thousand and four All Star yeah, game that's over a, there. That's a veteran squad right there. So. Um, I like the Arizona Cardinals coming into this year, and I didn't like the Bucks, but both of the teams have kind of tried to turn me the other way this yeah, year. Yeah, definitely. So we'll see. I think Arizona gets it, though. Next, we got the Pittsburgh Steelers traveling to the Midwest to take on the 5-0 and Kansas City Chiefs. Steelers coming off that horrible loss to Jacksonville. Uh, they're 3-2 and on the season. Obviously, Kansas City is just rolling on all cylinders. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm there's no other way for me to say this, but Kansas City is going to be six and zero after this week. I got I got Kansas City getting their first L again. This is my upset pick. I got. I mean, I had Pittsburgh. In, I had Pittsburgh still in my top ten after a big loss, and now they're playing the number one team in the NFL. But I think this is the kind of this is kind of shit the Steelers do. All right, they're they're tough. They're hard nosed. Everybody, you either love them or you hate them, and. I think they're going to come in. Kansas City's got to lose eventually. Even though it's at home, I think Pittsburgh's the kind of team that can come in See, there as, and get the dub. As you're saying all this, in my head, I'm just like, geez, do I change my pick? Do I change my pick? Because no. everything you're saying makes total sense for the Steelers. Yeah, and, and maybe I'm giving them too much credit from the past, but the Steelers, to me, are always the Steelers. And uh, I think that they're just so talented. I think they can beat anybody still. And coming off a loss like this – I think oh. they're going to want to get the win. Yeah, they're going to come out highly motivated. And Kansas City is super nice, but, you know, they got to have an off game eventually. Yeah. So. I got Pittsburgh winning. Well, Upset. We'll see. We'll see We'll see how it turns out. Next, moving on to the Los Angeles Chargers, 1-4, coming off their first victory. There we go. Uh, finally got a victory uh, against the New York Giants. We both said they were going to lose last week. Yeah, and I they, the they Giants, both proved yeah, us wrong. Yeah, the Giants. Uh, but they're taking on the Oakland Raiders up in Oakland. Uh, yeah. Raiders two and three. They're in trouble. Yeah, but apparently, apparently, Derek Carr is supposedly maybe going to play. 
Yeah. This week, I don't know how. That's insane. But I don't know how these guys keep bouncing back. Devontae Adams almost died and then came back the next week to play. Which Dude, is, I thought his career was over. Yeah, I don't, yeah it's, that's, it's beyond me how these guys can do it, but they're pro athletes for a reason. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I think the Chargers are going to be Oakland. I got Oakland winning. Yeah. I, I just think being at home, uh, Chargers coming off that East Coast swing. I, I, the, Chargers, the Chargers don't play any home games. So no, they don't. Location doesn't mean anything for the Chargers at this, at this point, and I think uh, Philip Rivers has got enough juice in him to get a win in Oakland. I don't really like the Oakland offense without Derek Carr. Is just not the same. It's not the same. It's bad. And you know the Raiders haven't won since Marshawn went hyphy on the sideline. Yeah. So put that E40 music on and get Marshawn dancing. Let's get some <laughs> wins up in there. Uh, speaking of another team who has not won in a while, the New York Giants are 0-5, actually 0-6 since that infamous boat picture with Trey Songs uh, in, betu- <laughs> in between the playoffs oh, yeah. uh, and the first round. They're 0-6. Uh, the New York, Giants, New York Giants on the season, 0-5, traveling to Denver. Uh, Denver's 3-1, coming off the bye. I got the Broncos winning this game. This could be a really boring blowout win oh, on yeah. Sunday night football. I mean the, the no Brandon Marshall, no Odell Beckham, no Sterling Shepard. No <laughs> It's just I mean if they can, I don't even they, think it could be one of those games where they go three and out the first like four possessions both and, teams and Denver is just Denver could roll. You know, oh, if Denver yeah. scores a couple times out of those first three or four possessions, it could get bad quick. And then yeah. once Denver has the lead like that, they're not the they're Giants. Not let the up. Giants can't pass their way in, you know. The only no, chance they, they the don't Giants have any receivers have, left. Yeah, the only the only chance Giants have is getting up early and, and controlling the ball. And I just don't see that happening against Denver's defense. No, not at all. And then uh obviously Monday night we got oh, the man, this is this was a how they get how they get two primetime teams like this on Monday night football, the Colts and the Titans. Both two and three. Mariota and Luck are are probably not going to show up. Yeah, no, the Colts already ruled Luck out. Uh, the Titans are saying Mariota's day to day, so who knows if he's going to play? But I have the Colts winning this game. Yeah, I don't coming, know who's coming off this game. Coming off that, I went Tennessee because they're the home team, but I really don't, don't. I just think coming off that last second victory off the foot of Adam Vinatieri once again, probably the greatest field goal kicker in ever yeah um and Jacoby Brissett looks like a real quarterback he's gonna get paid hey I think we said it in the first episode but I was like he could he could play his way into making a lot of money in this offseason and I think he's doing that I think he's gonna be he's gonna be he's gonna have a career as a backup quarterback in the NFL and probably get some spot starts and that's uh that's that's, okay uh, no one saw that coming he was third string last year and then Garoppolo, in, in, Garoppolo in got New hurt, England. and then he just had himself he's, a game. He's the real steaming Willie Beatman. <laughs> you love that reference for him. Third stringer go, going into the limelight. Yeah, it's great. So there you have it, guys, The our power rankings and then our picks of the week. Now we're going to transition over to baseball as the Dodgers hey. sweep the hated snakes. Yeah. Screw the Diamondbacks. Screw, Screw everything about them. Yeah, Granky's a punk. Yeah. We chased him out. I think he had 54 pitches through two innings. No, it's awesome. The, the Dodgers are going to do it this year. I, I'm I, glad we got Arizona, and I'm glad we swept them. Now, yeah. 
Now bring it, bring on, bring on uh, Bryce Harper and the Nationals. That's who you I want, want the Nationals. See, I want the Cubs. Yeah, God, I, the Cubs are scary. I, I think the Cubs are good. The Cubs are good, but I just want revenge after last season. Yeah, that's understandable. I, I would just, I want, I want, I want the Nationals. I want, I want Dodgers Nationals. I love Bryce Harper. Maybe that's why I want to see Bryce Harper playing the Dodgers. But ultimately, I think the Dodgers are going to win it. Yeah, definitely. Uh, so. Obviously, if you guys can't tell, the Dodgers are wait, uh, awaiting the winner of the Cubs National Series. Their game actually got postponed tonight. Yep. They're going to play tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Um, and the NLCS will begin this coming Saturday at Chavez Ravine as the Dodgers have home field advantage through the World Series if they are to make it there. That's, Hopefully they will. That's so. I'm so ready for the World Series to be in L.A. Yeah. So some notes from the game last night. You Darvish threw five innings. He gave up one earned run. He had seven strikeouts and zero walks. I think he pitched a great game. This was the exact moment the Dodgers made this trade for. Yu Darvish came in in an, elim- in an elimination game and had his way with the Arizona hitters, obviously minus the home run he gave up. Already made it a smart call, you know, just getting that one victory. Yeah, just that having, having the depth in that starting rotation yeah, that the Dodgers have. Yeah, that's, is, what, that's what you get these players to do is you need them to win in the big time. Yeah. And then, obviously, Cody Kidd, Cody Bellinger went two for four with two RBIs, and he hit his first career home run uh, in the postseason. Yeah. Last night was definitely his coming out party to the national baseball audience. He also had a few plays in the field where if the national baseball audience doesn't recognize how good this kid is, I don't know what they're thinking. Uh, he had a play last night where it was a foul ball, and it was probably going to end up bouncing in the Dodgers' dugout, but he reached out over the railing and toppled over the wall, taking out Dodgers' manager Dave Roberts while he was at it. Because uh, Dave Roberts tried to catch him, so he wouldn't fall. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was able to hold on to the ball, and after that play, I tweeted out, uh, "Cody Bellinger has been doing everything tonight. Love players laying it all out there for their team, trying to advance in the postseason. The playoffs are a time when plays like this need to be made. It, it was great to see a young player like Cody step up and make plays like that for for his team when they needed him most. Yeah, and the way his season's going is. I'm never going to count him out. The kid just always comes out of nowhere and does the thing. You know, just when you don't expect it, he he makes the play. He he saves the game. He wins the game. You know, he's he's a great player. I could see I could see him, you know, just kind of having an average playoffs, but when the World Series comes around, he be an MVP. Oh, I would love to see Cody Bellinger as the MVP of the World Series. That'd be awesome, rookie. I mean, he could do it though. I mean, he really oh, yeah. could. He's a legitimate contender for that. Yeah, and then uh, cat- catcher Austin Barnes also hit his first career home run in the postseason. And in my opinion, he may have even taken the starting catching role over Yasmani Grandal. He caught a brilliant game uh, with all the pitchers that the Dodgers threw at the threw at the Diamondbacks. And then his production at the plate has been far superior to Grandal's over the past couple weeks. So I think that's going to be an interesting matchup that Dave Roberts is going to have to look at deciding between uh, Grandall and Barnes on who to, who to play at the catcher position based off of defense and offense now because Austin Barnes' bat has been so hot. Yeah, that's such a – and that just describes their season. It's just always someone new. It's always, and, and they always come in seamlessly. It's, it's, yeah. it's, never, it's never an ego thing. There's never some chemistry, you know, fallout. It, it's always it. a smooth transition no yeah. matter who's, who's playing that day. Yeah, and, you know, when you play a season as long as baseball – you need players constantly coming in and out, you know, and you need co- players constantly having spurts of good play. And the Dodgers always find it when they need it the most. And that's why I think they're going to win the World Series. 
Yeah, and then um, my my opinion, uh, the MVP of that NLDS between the Dodgers and the Diamondbacks was Yasiel Puig. He he's been a catalyst for this team this season. He had a career year uh, in the postseason. He's batting four fifty five. Kid's a monster. <laughs> And uh, he had he had two crucial walks last night to just get a get a base runner out on there, uh, and he looked a lot more patient at the plate. He isn't chasing as many pitches that are way outside the zone or too low in the zone like he like he has been early on in his career. Uh, he's been waiting for the right pitch and getting a hit when it counts most. So and when he does that, he's dangerous. Oh, I mean, he's one of the best. Yeah, he's an elite. He, he's an elite guy that kind of falls off sometimes but he really he really does have that kind of talent yeah it, it, the physical talent is the there physical, it's all, yeah exactly i mean that, the guy's a beast uh and then i think i think the best move dave roberts uh made this postseason was last night when he brought in uh kenta maeda in the eighth inning as kenley jansen's setup man uh maeda got three straight outs for the team just a quick one two three inning uh for someone who's normally a starter to not be in the starting rotation for the playoffs and come in and get three outs when the team was only up two runs in the eighth inning. And with a team that has struggled in the past, bridging the gap between the starter and getting to someone like Kenley Jansen, I think this was huge for Maeda. I think it was a huge boost for his confidence. Uh, And in my opinion, I think he needs to be the setup man moving forward. Uh, The Dodgers have just had too much trouble with players like Pedro Baez. I can't stand him. (laughs) He gets booed when he comes out of the bullpen at home at Dodger Stadium. That's how inconsistent this guy is. The Dodgers are just so stacked. This team's just been – and they've been together for a long time now. Yeah, this is – All the same faces. This is their fifth straight division title. This is their fifth NLCS in 10 years. And I think this this is finally going to be the year that we – Yeah, I think they have all the little pieces. They're doing all the little things they need. Um, They're just that team that just keeps finding a way to win. Yeah. Now, even with the win – Last night, I do have a little bit to complain about, even even though we won. Um, my biggest issue with the team last night was the fact that it shouldn't have been a 3-1 to game. It, it should not have been a 3-1 to victory for the Dodgers. The Dodgers were 0-10 for 10 with runners in scoring position and left 10 different men on base during that game. Uh, I know people will say, what are you complaining for? They won the game. But to have 10 opportunities to put some more runs on the board and not deliver is something that's not acceptable. You can't do that moving forward and no. expect to win games. Luckily, that's why that's why you worry about it because it's not that you didn't get the you got the win. It's just you, if you keep doing things like that, you yeah. won't you won't win series. In in any sport, in any win, there's always stuff that can be worked on, and there's always stuff to get better at. Mm-hmm. Uh, luckily, last night uh, the pitching staff was on point. But if the pitching staff wasn't on point, the Dodgers would have been in trouble. Look at look at the Astros Red Sox game yesterday. Carlos Beltran hit a double off the wall to make it a five to three game in the top of the ninth, and then Devers for the Red Sox comes up to lead off the bottom of the ninth and hits a deep ball that ricochets weirdly off the wall in Fenway, and ends up scoring an inside the park home run to make it five to four, which ultimately was the final score. But if Beltran didn't drive in and drive in that insurance run for the Astros, we could be talking about the Red Sox still being alive in the playoffs. When a, when a team's pitcher is dealing and holding other teams to either no runs or one run, the hitters have to give their pitcher some better run support. They have to. And that was, that was, the, uh, that was the Mariners, Achilles heel, all those years with uh, Felix being the king. Yeah. I, I she mean, couldn't get him run support. Yeah, God. Sorry, I had to take a shot at the Mariners right there. <laughs> uh, 
Um, and then one more thing to complain about. I got to say something about the Diamondbacks. Uh, so in 2013, when the Dodgers clinched the NL West in Arizona at Chase Field, um, Chase Field has a swimming pool in the outfield for the fans to go in during the game. Uh, after clinching and celebrating in the clubhouse, some of the Dodgers ran out onto the field, hopped the outfield wall, and had themselves a good old-fashioned pool party back in 2013. Now, of course, the Diamondbacks and their fans were very upset with the boys in blue. So last night, as soon as the Dodgers won the game, police mounted on horseback, <laughs> lined up, and blocked the outfield wall where the pool was so no one, meaning the Dodger players, could jump into the pool as the Dodgers won the game. Um, but I guess that's not allowed. Um, I did see one video go viral of a Dodger fan jumping into the pool as the Dodgers won. Uh, but I guess that's allowed since he paid for a ticket yeah, right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he jumped in fully clothed, shoes on, <laughs> shirt, jeans, everything. It was great. Loved Good. the video. Um, but if the Diamondbacks didn't want the Dodger players or anyone from the team celebrating in the pool, don't let them win the game. Yep. You don't want it. If you don't want us dancing, keep us out of the end zone. Exactly. So yeah. if you can't beat them, they deserve to cel- celebrate however they damn well please. Oh, yeah. It, it, it was it really be as disrespectful as we want. Exactly. Beat us if you don't want us to celebrate. Yeah. Like, yeah, as a Dodger fan, I would have much preferred the team to win the series at home. But if we have the chance to sweep and win on the road and celebrate yeah. on yeah. another team's field – yeah. I kind of like that they, more. They were, definitely, they were definitely ready for the Dodgers, though. That's not, it's not good when they're preparing for a loss either. So and they, they and I, was, I was looking at Twitter even an hour after the game. They were the, still there. The horses and the policemen were yeah. still there. It, there was definitely uh, – there was like four or five police officers on horseback literally yeah. sitting on the warning track outside the – like on the warning track. excessive. Yeah. But anyways, the Dodgers – they got won. The sweep. They got the sweep. They Moving did what on. they needed to do. On to the next one. Um, taking on either the Cubs or the Nationals this Saturday at Chavez Ravine. It's going to be a great series either way. Yeah, either way. The both All three teams have great pitching staffs. Uh, this is a ton of star power in general yeah. between all three yeah, of those I mean, teams. Anthony Rizzo, it's, it's great for Javi TV. Baez, yeah. um, got Har- John Lester, got Harper, and Zimmerman, Harper, and- Zimmerman. Scherzer, Kershaw, yeah. Bellinger, yeah. Seager, Puig, all these all these players, no matter who the Dodgers face, it's going to be a great series. I don't think the Dodgers will sweep like they did in the NLDS. Nah. Um, but I do think the Dodgers will beat whichever team they play and move on to the World Series. Yes, sir. Call me biased. Nah. Call me non-biased. I don't care. Dodgers are going all the way. This team – this team, baby. Hashtag this team. Hashtag I, lo- I love this. when I love when Twitter has a hashtag and then they put like a little emoji next to it. I yeah. think it's so cool. <laughs> this team. This is the one. The blue. So go go Dodgers. Go blue. Uh, we're ready for whoever comes our way. So now moving on to the NBA. Uh, some news coming out uh, with Commissioner Silver while he was in China last week for the Warriors-Timberwolves preseason game. So with the NBA changing the format of the All-Star game, there's been talk of changing the playoff format to a straight 1 through 16 seeding regardless uh, of conference. And last week in China, uh, Commissioner Silver had this to say, quote, reformatting the playoffs is something we'll continue to look at. I think, though, it it would require revisiting the regular season schedule as well. 
As I've said before, we don't play a balanced schedule now, as I'm sure you know. And for those that don't know, that means that teams in the East play each other more than they play teams in the West and vice versa. And our feeling is if we're going to seed 1 through 16, we would need to play a balanced schedule to make it fair for everyone. Um, If we were going to continue to seed 1 through 16 in the playoffs, it may be that as we continue to experiment with the number of days over which we can schedule an 82-game season, that will create more of an opportunity for a balanced schedule. Now, this is something I think could be good for the league, but I agree with Adam Silver. There would definitely need to be changes to the schedule first before they could do anything to change the playoff format. Yeah, no, definitely. I mean, you got to change it because, uh, I mean, I'm pretty sure East and West teams only play each other twice. Yeah, I, th- I think the and way it breaks down is you play a team in your division four times. Four times. Your con- anybody in your conference three or four times, depending on yeah, the schedule. Yep. And then you play the opposite conference only twice. twice. Yep, exactly. Yeah, so I, I mean, I think it's a good idea. I hope, I hope they make it happen, but they definitely would have to change the format of the, uh, the schedule because the NBA would become an, a non. There's no conferences, just a yeah, just a, just league, a, league. Of thir- a league of thirty teams. So, um, um, I think also everyone playing evenly. I think that's smart. I think also one of the one of the biggest issues that would obviously get addressed. Uh, in changing the format for the regular season would be travel. Uh, let's say the Golden State Warriors have the best record at the end of the season. They'd obviously be the number one seed in mm-hmm. this 1 through 16 format. Mm-hmm. And then let's say somebody like the Charlotte Hornets were the number 16 seed. Those teams in the first round of the playoffs would have would have to travel east to west coast, west to east coast. That yeah. That travel is something that the NBA, with the new schedule adjustments this season with – taking out a bunch of back-to-backs, taking out the four games in five nights. That's something that I think is the complete opposite of what... Yeah, it's kind of funny the t- because the, the the only the team that's guaranteed to have to make that travel is the better team, too. Yeah. Because Golden State, you know... Well, I mean, I guess Charlotte would have to play game one and two in Golden State. But as but, like, but as the number one seed, you should travel, have the luxury yeah, it, to it be able to at least stay upper, local. It's, yeah, it sucks for those upper seeds if they have to make an East Coast, West Coast trip. But that's the NBA. I feel like these guys are used to it. Yeah, because like in the current format, let's say Golden State's one, Utah's eight. That's like a two-hour flight from San Francisco yeah, to, yeah, to Salt no. Lake City. But, I mean, that's just kind of – that's professional sports. It's our country's sports. We, you know, we're always making these travels – I don't think there's any perfect way to do it. I think the best way, I think the the fact that you get the better competition in the playoffs and in better matchups uh, at the end is more important than uh, than that the the traveling for you know because once you get into the uh, you know the like the conference championships and the finals, there's more days in between. Yeah, you know, for the first round, it it'd probably be tricky. Yeah, especially if you got an East Coast West Coast matchup. But other than that, I think it'd be all right. I think it also plays plays into the parity of the league right now between uh, the Western Conference and the Eastern Conference because the Western Conference has so much talent spread out all over the conference, and then yeah. the th- Eastern Conference is very top heavy. Yeah, I think that I think that um, the West would end up getting like ten, ten to eleven teams. Yeah, and and the uh, East getting five to six. Because and I think that because a the Western Conference teams at eight, nine, and ten are good enough to if we're playing a balanced schedule, I think they're going to beat a lot of those you know higher seeds in the East more often than right. you know than the East being the West and uh, and then I I think it gives you better matchups throughout the playoffs because 
you don't have these teams getting these crazy easy roads to the playoffs like Cleveland has the last couple yeah. of years, you know. Um, well, like in the past, in the Eastern Conference, you have some teams that are coming into the playoffs with sub-500 records. Yeah. And I don't think teams like that should be in the playoffs. If you can't win 50% of the games, how can you be yeah. one of the best 16 teams in it's the league? It's competitive league and it's top-heavy. That's that's how, unfortunately, uh, these super teams have kind of made that why it's why it's gone that way. Yeah, so top heavy. Yeah, definitely. Um, another thing I know you wanted to talk about was uh, that Joel Embiid, uh, my man, max extension, robbing the sixes. He robbing got a, him. He got a five year extension off of thirty one games worth. He never even played back to back games. He has more tweets than he does minutes played in the NBA. Hey. He's a part time NBA player and a full time tweeter. I just some franchises it's like yo they bought my mind. Bynum did you guys dirty? MB's oh my! <laughs> Andrew MB, Bynum MB's did the Sixers so dirty. Embiid's about oh man. I I mean I hope that Embiid Embiid's talent is worth this money. But we don't know if his talent is sustainable. We don't know. He has to play at least 60 games for the next couple years for that money to even be close to being worth it. So now he's only, very talented, but I was re- how do you got to play? I was, I was reading the article on ESPN. The only way for him not to get the full $148 million is if the Sixers cut him. Yeah. And the Sixers aren't going to cut him no. because he's one of their no, best they, players. I mean, they're sold in. They they, they – they went all in on him, and it's understandable because he's such a talent. But gosh, this team is so scary. The Sixers, they could, you know, if they mess this up and have to rebuild again, they could be looking at such a long stretch. Of it such wouldn't bad surprise basketball. me if they messed it up because they are the Sixers. Ben Simmons hasn't played a game. Markel Fultz hasn't played a game. Embiid's played 31 games. Sarge looks nice. Sar- oh yeah, but this we're talking about a an NBA yeah. franchise here yeah. we need something to build off of other than Sarge playing 80 games but ju- just to recap it's a 5 year extension worth 148 million dollars apparently this deal is riddled with incentives and salary cap protection for the Sixers in case Embiid were to get hurt again uh Embiid played 31 games last season in his first official NBA season averaging 20 points a game almost 8 rebounds a game and two and a half blocks per game he was probably going to be the surefire rookie of the year last year before getting hurt. Yeah, definitely. Um, but, I mean, like we've been saying, I have absolutely no idea why Embiid got this kind of money. Sports is a what-have-you-done-for-me-now-lately type of business, and Embiid's been injured a whole lot lately yeah. for the Sixers. He, could, the, it's just – I just don't see how it, like, works out to be a really good deal for the Sixers. They either messed it up and just yeah. spent a bunch of money on someone that's not going to be able to play very much – or they just paid this guy, you know, like even if he's a superstar, that's just like, a, you know, that's what you pay every superstar. There's yeah, exactly. No, like, they, they're not going to get any steal other than, I guess, having Embiid for five years. But I just. Yeah. He, he in missed the first three years. He played 31 games. Yeah. He, he missed an entire season two years ago. He played in less than half of the games this season or this past season. Um, but I'll give the Sixers credit. It was smart of them to put protections for themselves in the contract. But if you need to put protections in a contract because you're worried a player might get hurt, why are you even giving him this big of a contract? I wish I would have looked into it more because I want to know how Envy's agent came up with 148 mil. You know, like I, who are they comparing well, him to? It's it's the max extension for, for the rookie threshold. Okay, that's what it is. So he just got a max deal. Yeah, God. 
he the Sixers gave him the max amount of money yeah. they could give him when his rookie contract is up. Okay. And I believe his rookie contract would have been up after next season, yeah. which is why it's a five yeah, year 20 extension. Mi- Twenty mil a year. Well Good job, Joel. Shout yeah. out you, man. You stole you stole that. That's easy money that's, right there. That's how that's what we like to call getting the bag. Yeah. He got the bag. Oh, I hope he doesn't turn into like a Greg Oden. I, oh, just, that would that would be. I was so, a Sixers I, fan growing up because I loved Iverson, so it hurts me to see how terrible this franchise has turned. So hopefully this works out for them. Yeah, exactly. I hope MB can stay healthy because uh, you never want to wish injury upon someone. But if he does get hurt, the Sixers are going to look like uh, morons for this. Anyway, that about wraps up this week of the Sports Kingdom. Oh, shout out time! I got one shout out. Um, you got a lot of shout outs. Yeah, I know. It's my thing, I think. Uh, but I got to shout out the home state, uh, the state of Washington for college whoop, football whoop. right now. Not only is UW ranked number five at 6 0, Washington State is ranked number eight at 6 0. And the, the team I want to give a big shout out to is Central Washington University. Division two football, Division two, the Wildcats are number 10 in the country, 6 0. That's three big time universities, 6 0. Uh, Washington State football is rolling. There you go. There you go. And now that wraps up this week uh, of the Sports Kingdom. You can follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at TSK Show. And you can find all of our episodes on SoundCloud at soundcloud.com slash TSK Show. Be sure to follow myself and Tyler on Twitter at the Duke of Sports at Tyler's underscore world underscore. And until next week, if you can dodge a wrench, you can dodge a ball.